I want you to wiggle your toes and I want you to say, love exists for me. It's a when, it's not an if. And you have to get into this headspace because all of the tips I can give you can kind of go down the drain if you don't believe that love is out there for you. This is episode number 515 with Bella Gandhi, online dating tips for summer love. We're gonna be talking about how to date while COVID restrictions are lifting as we tape this, and by the time this airs, it will be summer, and things are changing. And so I'm really excited to have Bella Gandhi on my podcast today. I'm Sandy Weiner. Welcome back to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late to go on your last first date. And if you want support on your journey to lasting love, I wrote a book. It's called Becoming a Woman of Value, How to Thrive in Life and Love. Whether you're single or in a relationship, this book will inspire you to play a bigger game and succeed in all areas of life and love. And you can find it on Amazon for Kindle or paperback. This week's tip from the book is step number 16, don't make assumptions. It's amazing how many people make assumptions, right, Bella? <laughs> all the time, every day, all day long. Sometimes <laughs> assumptions that might be too positive, sometimes assumptions usually that are too negative, but either one can derail us. Yes, because we make up stories. And so I want to encourage our audience today to just when you are sure that this person means this or said that and that's because they are this, just take a step back for a minute and get curious about what really is going on because the only person who can answer that is the other person. Before I bring Bella on, I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It is a fantastic group for women over 40 who are dating or in relationships. It's a place where you will get positive support, not a place where you can just come and vent and be hating on dating and hating on men. This is a place where you will grow. So join us at your last first date. And now for my guest, Bella Gandhi. You just heard her a minute ago. She is a wonderful person. I'm happy to call her a colleague and a friend. She is a dating and relationship expert and the founder of Smart Dating Academy. She has been featured everywhere. So you may have seen her on Good Morning America, Steve Harvey Show, Today Show, Kelly Clarkson, ABC, NBC, Fox. She's always on talking about the latest in what's going on in the dating world. And her company, Smart Dating Academy's approach is to help clients clarify what is right for them, who is right for them, and to stop old dating patterns. Using technology in the right way, not in the wrong way, so they become positive and enthusiastic about dating. And as Bella says, they become psychotically optimistic about dating and finding love. Absolutely. So, yes. So welcome. Welcome, Bella. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. So excited to have you. So summer love. I think of Greece. Summer love and Have me a blast. <laughs> and my name is Sandy. So, you know, I was the star of that one. I'll play Danny for this one. No problem. I'll okay. be Danny Zuko. Thank you. How can how can people find love this summer? I mean, things are changing. As I said at the beginning, COVID restrictions are lifting, even though we still it's still there. What tips can you share with our audience? Number one, you guys, everything successful dating begins and ends in your mind. And if you're feeling down and out, 
gloom and doom. There's no good people out there. Only the people that I don't want message me, but the people I want never message me. All of that is monkey brain stuff. I'm telling you what you need to do is embrace this new attitude that Sandy referred to as psychotic optimism. And do you know what that means? That means you are optimistic about the future of your dating life this summer and at any time. And you believe down to the tiniest little mitochondria and every little one of yourselves that love exists for me. It's a when, it's not an if. Okay, and for those of you listening, I want you to wiggle your toes and I want you to say, love exists for me. It's a when, it's not an if. And you have to get into this headspace because all of the tips I can give you can kind of go down the drain if you don't believe that love is out there for you. So as they call me the fairy godmother of dating, I am here. If you could see this, if you're watching it on YouTube, I'm waving my magic wand and I am putting a spell of love on you that love is coming to you and all you have to do is date like hell until you find this person it's easy <laughs> uh that's great i i agree with you the mindset is everything and we also often look for evidence that our beliefs our negative beliefs like we're never gonna find it we just like oh we go on a date and oh see that wasn't the right person see i was right i was right and so right so we can also flip that around and wave the magic wand and believe in love and it's yeah. going to happen we just don't know when yes and you have to get excited about dating if you're coming into this going oh god i have to date i have to get on the apps i have to do this i want you to change the word half to get i get to date i get to be on the apps it is a privilege i get to meet new people that might become friends, that might become prospects. And I get to learn other people's stories. That switch of the verb will instantly put you in the mindset of privilege, the mindset of, wow, this is an exciting thing. When do we say I get to do this? Oh my God, I get to go to prom. I get to celebrate Hanukkah with my new beau. I get to shop. I get to spend my $500 bonus from work, right? It's always a privilege. Change the word have to get. Love that. Yeah, we don't we don't see it as a privilege. We dread it. We talk about, you know, oh God, another first date or another person who disappeared or another, another, another. But the fact that we're out there, that we're alive, <laughs> we're able to date, that is a privilege. Yeah, I love that. People ask me all the time, Bella, who's most successful? in the dating process. And I can ubiquitously, ubiquitously tell you it's one characteristic. It's people that are positive about the process. To your point, Sandy, if you come in with gloom and doom, Debbie Downer, everyone sucks, dating sucks, I hate this, there's only degenerates out there, that's what you're going to see because we have this ego bias and we want to be right. But when you come in there with this mindset of, I get to do this and love does exist for me, things are going to show up so differently for you. Totally. So let's talk about some other mistakes that people make, especially in online dating. So the first one is come in, come in with a positive mindset, not a negative one. What else do you see? I mean, that kind of founds to your point, the foundation of everything, because when you come in and you're like, okay, I get to do this, I'm going to 
find love. I'm going to go on all these dates. Then I think the most important thing you need to do in that mode of psychotic optimism and positivity is ask yourself, or more importantly, get counsel from someone who knows how to do this. This is what we specialize in at Smart Dating Academy. Have somebody look at your marketing materials, your online profiles, your photos. Are you putting out the most authentic and the best version of yourself? The research shows we don't put the best photos of ourselves up, that other people will choose differently for our photos in general than we will. So make sure, sure, sure that you haven't just chosen three to five of the best photos that you happen to have in your cell phone, right? That's, it's not a good strategy. Would you do that to sell your house? You wouldn't. If you were going to sell your house, you would probably have a stager come in, tell you how to, you know, things to take down, things to switch out in your rooms. You would have a professional photographer come in when the lighting was optimal to photograph your house, to try to sell your house. And yet we don't give ourselves the same respect. We don't give ourselves the same respect that we do even the space that we want to live or rent out or sell. Have somebody come in and give you some advice. Are you looking like the best version of yourself? Because I'll tell you what, I've done thousands of these consultations with people. I don't know that I can point to someone that came to me and I'm like, you know what? You're good. Like, this is all amazing. Go forth and conquer. There are always things that we don't see in ourselves, right? And that's the beauty of having a village around you that will support you and help you through the process. But your online dating photos and profiles have to be top of the bill because I know what we're putting out there, which is very much top of the bill. And that is your competition. And if you don't know what that looks like, go to smartdatingacademy.com. Look at some of the photos, look at the things that we're putting out there because those men and those women are the ones that other people are going to be looking at because their photos are so good and realistic. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people put out terrible photos or photos that are all different, different years, different color hair. Like I, I had a client who had a beautiful photo of her hair straightened, but she has this gorgeous, wild, curly hair. And that's what she looks like all the time. And I said, a guy's going to look at this and say, who's the real you? And I've had guys say that to me, even though my photos are not that wildly different. And, you know, it's, it's whenever there's too many questions, they're going to move on. They're not even going to usually ask. And so the real you, the consistent you, the current you, it would be nice if everything was time stamped so we could know that it really was the real you that is happening right now. Yeah, so photos, positivity in your profile. We see so much negativity and what you don't want rather than what you do want or who you are rather than who you're not. There's a lot of bitterness that comes out in people's profiles. What else have you seen? I think that that's a really good point that when you, sometimes when we come to this, we come in bright eyed and bushy tailed, and then we have some bad experiences and we have people that are unsavory or people that are looking for hookups or people that send over, you know, nasty photos, something like that. And so we think that it will help us to say, not looking for hookups. Please do not contact me if your photos are old, if you're unemployed or underemployed, if you're lying about your age. And all we're doing at that point is we're telling people, I've had bad experiences. 
right? And we're showering them with negativity. So if somebody positive is looking at your profile, one of my clients, like at SDA, will say, if anyone looks negative in their profiles and they're telling you what they don't want, they're telling you that they might be a negative person. So let's pass them by for somebody who's positive. Mm -hmm. So don't put a bunch of rules in your profile. Please do not contact me if not interested in, if you haven't been separate, if you're not divorced, do not contact me if you're separated. Like, just don't do that stuff. It shows more about you and your mindset than anything else. Yeah. And often people are just carrying bitterness and anger and haven't healed and you don't want that. I agree. I've also seen people, I, I teach an online dating course and there was a woman who had like a very short profile like well I don't really have time for this I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put a little thing you know I have a son and I like yoga and contact me if you want to know more so there are a lot of people who I think don't want to look desperate and so they put this kind of cool I'm super cool like I don't really have time you know online day is kind of creepy so I'm kind of half in and half out and you know what do you have to say for people who are sort of half half putting themselves half in I'd say how's that working for you (laughs) how's that working out for you and if it's working out for you great. And if it's not, then I would suggest changing things up and looking like you take yourself seriously and you take the process of dating and finding what I call the lid to your pot seriously, right? Why, you know, another thing we'll tell our clients is, you know, in the absence of, you know, if there are other people that look good, and have committed to the process and have written and taken the time to write something about themselves and then taken the time to write you a message that shows that they've read your profile, shows that you have things in common. Why wouldn't you message that person first? Show a commitment to it, right? This is not where I, I don't, you know, work with people that are probably too cool for school. They're successful. They're beautiful. They're professional. They know what they want. Right. And they're going to do things the right way because they're killing it in the other aspects of life and they want to kill it here too. And so take these tips and really think about what it is you want to do. And if you're serious about this, dating is the most important thing you'll ever do because it leads you to the most important decision that you'll ever make, which is the person you marry, right? Even Warren Buffett says it's the number one most important decision you'll ever make in your life is the person you're going to marry. So look, if one of the world's richest men tells you that, mm-hmm. if I if I can't convince you, take that to the bank at this point. But these are really important things that you're embarking upon, right? You're not too busy to throw a profile up because you're looking to potentially attract the love of your life. Why wouldn't you spend time, money, and effort on this process? I remember hearing a a webinar many years ago when I first started this business, and they were talking about the lack of clarity that people have in the dating process. Like they go in, and I used to do this definitely when I was younger, where you just kind of, you're stumbling around. I'll know it when I see it kind of thing, which is what we're all told. You know, you'll it'll just hit you. And they use the analogy of going into like Dunkin' Donuts and saying, I want a donut. <laughs> and there are like 50 different types of donuts. And you're not specific at all. And the person doesn't know how to help you. And that's how most people date. And so having that clarity, and I'm curious 
how you help your clients really get clear on what they want and need in a partner. So we have a whole process that we work with. You know, we work with people on the shortest engagements we do is three months, but we're typically in it with people for six to 12 months. And we're really helping them step by step to look at their, um, their patterns of what life was like when they were growing up all of their significant relationships. We have this proprietary exercise that we developed years ago, almost a decade ago called the marriage map, which every client that's in our one-on-one practice fills out. And then we their first meeting with us is three hours to really delineate what they want versus what they need. And for women, we call them high GHQ guys, high and good husband qualities. So you walk out of there and this is a different process for every single person because people, everybody's attachments are different. Everybody comes in with different patterns. Everybody wants and needs something different. So we really dig in deep with people because it's some of the most clarifying, most important work that you'll do. So we set the stage in that meeting. These are all the things you need in a partner. These are the things that you want. And these are the red flags that you're going to see from date zero, which is when you read somebody's profile all the way to six months of exclusivity. So we teach this through a curriculum and then we're holding people's hands like personal trainers through the process week over week, helping them to navigate building a dating funnel, right? Because you don't want just one and done dating. This is another huge mistake that people do. They find one and they're like, well, you know, I've got this guy, Dave, so I'm just going to shut down my profile and see where it goes. Are you kidding me? Would you do that with your money in today's market? Of course you wouldn't. You would say, this is kind of volatile. I need to have, I need to have cash. I need to have some bonds. I need to have some stocks like it. And, and you would diversify your financial portfolio. And I advocate for diversifying your dating portfolio. You want to have many horses in your race. Think of dating as a horse race and you're the prize at the end of the horse race, but you've got to have multiple horses to make it a race. And the horse that looks like it's winning in the first lap isn't always going to be the horse that's going to win at the end, as we well know through watching many derbies over many years. (laughs) Race, race horses. (laughs) It's an interesting way to look at. You always have these great analogies. Yeah, it's uh, one and done is the way I think we all used to date back in the day. I I definitely would just, you know, focus on one person. It would flare itself out, then go to the next person. And it's exhausting. And also you don't have anything to compare to. And so when you do it this way, it makes so much more sense. I remember telling my kids when I started dating after my divorce and I said, you know, dating a few guys at a time and they were like, are you a prostitute? Like... I'm like, no, I'm not a prostitute. I don't sleep with these guys. I just date them. And I'm trying to figure out what's best for me. And over time, they got it because they started dating. But it was just like, what? Wait, what? I yeah. We just had a podcast episode. Well, I should say just. This is going to be in July. So in May, a podcast episode dropped called The 15 Date Rule with the Nazi's granddaughter. So it, it was an amazing episode about a woman who basically found out that her supposed war hero grandfather was actually a Nazi supporter in Lithuania. So her whole view of her wonderfully benevolent family blew up. She wrote a book about it. Then she had a daughter that that died of a heroin overdose. Then she was blindsided by her husband 
who asked for a divorce. And then she came in and she started working with us and how she was just like, oh my God, I don't even know how to date. I haven't been on a date since I was, you know, a 20 something and how we navigated through that process of helping her. She's now in her sixties, build that dating funnel, right? And how do you navigate dating to your point where you don't feel like a prostitute, but you're courting, you're getting to know people, you're doing things slowly. We're certainly not taught how to do this as a kid, as a teenager. I have two teenagers and you're right. You can't be dating four or five people or you'll be a slut or you'll be a whatever horrible term they'll call you, right? It's like you, you, you have ice cream with the guy twice and suddenly he's your boyfriend, right? So we're <laughs> never taught how to do this. Our culture doesn't show us how to do the right things. We're not supporting kids in the right way. So as adults, how would we know how to date? I tell people, if you haven't made good choices and if your picker is broken, just I'm giving you a hug because it's not your fault. We were never taught how to do this. We can't pick our families of origin. We can't pick some of the things that happen to us. And if we're not educated, well, good God, we're left adrift in the Atlantic with no life jacket on. So give yourself a little hug and a pat on the back and say, thank God there's things that exist now that can help me do this. People like us didn't exist a decade or two decades ago. No. And dating is a skill set. It's a skill set, but it's also it's psychology. It's so many things that we don't realize the patterns, like you said, the work that you do in the beginning and I do similar work is to really unravel. How did you get here? You know, what what led you to make these choices? It makes sense. We connect the dots and now we can learn how to unravel some of the damage and do better and find out like what you're prone to do, like your attachment style and all these things that I had no idea these things existed back in the day. And so, you know, we choose partners based on the wrong the wrong things because we just don't know. And so we do the best we can with the knowledge we have. And with new knowledge comes better, better skills, better love, better joy, just better life. The things that we value in the dating world, when people come to us, height, <laughs> money, physical chemistry, butterflies, job success, travel similarities, those things don't mean anything with regards to long-term happiness. No, people are so convinced. I had a woman once who needed to have a golf partner. That was number one priority. And I said, okay, so let's picture this. Five years from now, your golf partner husband has an accident and he can never play golf again. Will you divorce him? Like, seriously? It, that's, the, that's the dividing, that's the deciding factor. Another woman was like 70 years old and said she only needed to date men with a full head of hair. And so I'm just like, you've eliminated pretty much every man that exists in your age group. It's, it's, it's yeah, we just stay sing, single instead well, of being open. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Music Unlimited. You can listen to over 70 million songs and thousands of playlists and stations. Plus, you can now stream your favorite podcasts like Last First Date Radio. You can listen to any song, anytime, anywhere, on any of your devices, your smartphone, your tablet, your PC or Mac, Fire TV, and any Alexa-enabled devices like the Amazon Echo. 
Get Amazon Music Unlimited for free for 30 days. Just head on over to getamazonmusic.com forward slash last first date to learn more and claim this offer. And I just had a chat with Arielle Ford, who's in this space and she's amazing. And she said that on her non-negotiable list was a partner that could take really long walks with her because she just loved to take long walks and it was a must have. And she said, well, then you realize that 30 years later, your partner isn't may not be able to walk with you because he's got arthritis. <laughs> and that's okay because aging, different things happen. And you, it's like, you have to really think about how important is this to long-term happiness, right? My own mom, my parents met on a Sunday. They were engaged on Thursday. They were married 72 hours later. And my mom used to tell me like, look, just because you love the opera doesn't mean that the person that you marry has to love opera too. Go by yourself, have an opera group. Like it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Ultimately, my parents have been married 53 years. My mom goes on international trips at this point with friends on tour groups because my dad doesn't want to travel. And people are like, oh, they don't go together. But when people have been married that long, they're like, oh, good on her. I would love to travel by myself. Right. So what you think matters long term, really, ultimately the good news, and I hope this is good news for you. These things are not what true love and happy relationships are made out of long-term. No, I love that, that your mother does that by herself. It's a lot of people in, in her position would be resentful, would try to change their spouse to be what they want or leave them. And your mother said, okay, I love this man and he doesn't do this, so I'm going to do it. And I think that's that's a great, great lesson. And it's great for their marriage. You know why? Because they do need a break from each other. Yeah. And she's like, it's like an escape. I'm like, I know. <laughs> so she goes away for two weeks and then she comes home happy to see him. And he's happy to see her because after so long, you know what happens, especially when you're older and you're retired, you take each other for granted, right? And you bicker and you get into those old patterns. But when that person is gone, you realize how interdependent you actually are and how lonely it is without that person. So I kind of suggest, hey, maybe go on an international travel with my mom. You might, you might love it. <laughs> yeah, we do need breaks from each other. There's, you know, relationships really do exist in contrast. There's, there can't be all the same all the time. There have to be contrasts in personalities. People are often looking for their clone, which is another thing that they get wrong because how really, how bored are you going to get of yourself if you're dating yourself? And um, I was just thinking about my daughter whose husband is now traveling and they've been married 10 years, 10, 11 years. She got married very young and they have three small children. And COVID was a doozy, you know, a further marriage. He was unemployed for six months during COVID. I mean, there's the whole thing of just all the stressors that you go through. And now he's away and she's like, this is great. I, I have no expectations of him because he's not here. So I, I don't get mad at him. I just do everything myself. <laughs> and when he comes back, it's going to be fantastic. So it's, it's so much again is mindset. It's mindset. It's, it's, I, um, I get to I get have it. him take a break. I get to have him come back. 
you know, and your story is a fantastic story too. Can you briefly tell our audience your love story? So Andy and I were great friends for years and years. You know, we went to high school together, believe it or not. And we entered college each with long-term boyfriends and girlfriends. And we were literally platonic friends. My dad used to ask me like, how do you hang out with a guy so much? I'm like, oh my God, he's like a female friend. He's not like a dude, right? That I would date. And after dating a lot of dudes, let's put it that way, high highs, low lows, loved red flags. If there was someone edgy, bad boy, bring him to Bella Gandhi. That was her jam for a while. And after, you know, the 2 millionth heartbreak, I thought, God, what am I doing wrong? And I put together my own nerdy spreadsheet as all good business students did. I was in the business school and looked at the people that make me happiest in my life. And I thought, God, that's so funny. Andy's the first person I call in the morning and the last person I call in the evening, we studied together and everybody had thought we were going to get together at some point. So I started to go, huh, he's got all these characteristics that are really important to me long-term. And as I started to look at him with different lenses, guess what? The chemistry grew. A year later, we started dating. Three years later, we were engaged. And May 17th of this year, we celebrated our 25-year wedding anniversary. So- mm-hmm. I became the dating oracle for all of my friends, helping them. They're like, okay, what was that? And how did you get out of the messes you were in? And so I started to teach all of them what I was doing. They're all still happily married. So when my family and I sold our chemicals business, everybody said to me, Belle, you're like, you have this thing that you know how to do and you're really good at it and you've done it and you've helped us do it. Why don't you put a process together and take it to the world. And then in 2009, Smart Dating Academy was born because of how I rewired my own brain to look for love that lasts and found it and started teaching people how to do that. Nobody taught me how to do this. Hell, I told you my parents were married in 72 hours after their engagement. I had no good role models for how do you do this process long-term, right? My dad was like, do you want me to find you a husband? I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. I'll figure this out. Yeah, you totally did the opposite of your parents. You took a really long time. You were not even dating. And I love that you were able to take a step back. I wasn't able to do that. I was just like, well, all these things are not working. And so obviously the guys I like don't like me. So I'm just going to shut my heart down and find somebody who's really safe, who likes me a lot. And that was my solution, which was not the best. But it was it was what led me here today and so it's all it's all good but uh you know you you were able to help so many people and i love that and i'm wondering you know i just i just kind of want to recap and then i want to ask you the last question i just i love your optimism i love the mindset that you bring and you're not just you know, airy fairy, wave your magic wand, there's work to do. And so it's really balancing both. And I think some people listening to psychotic optimism might find it psychotic. But it's really, you have to believe in love happening to you in order to go for it. You know, without a North Star, without a North Star for anything, it doesn't happen. Like we wouldn't go into jobs thinking, well, I'll probably never get a job anyway, but I'll just try out for this job interview. Like you have a goal. 
It may not be that job interview that will work, but it could be the next one. And it's the same with dating. So I just, I love your, your energy, your wisdom, and your magic wand. <laughs> I love the magic wand too. One of my team members gave it to me for my birthday Aww. last year. Cause Aww. I had this janky Amazon $2.99 Elsa frozen plastic <laughs> wand. And she's like, okay, you need the real wand. I think the, the nickname came from Steve Harvey way back in the day. And he would always say, I'm going to here today again is my friend, the fairy godmother of dating Bella Gandhi. And so that <laughs> has stuck forever. He's like, you don't look like the fairy godmother. I'm like, I guess not. So, so <laughs> the modern day version of the fairy godmother, no wings, just a wand. No wings, right, exactly. No gray hair that's exposed. <laughs> right. No bibbity bobbity boop. No bibbity bobbity boop. No <laughs> kidding. So Bella, I ask this of all of my guests. What are your final words of advice for anyone who wants to go on their last first date? Believe that it's going to happen. Be optimistic for yourself, just like you would for your best friend. Would you be gloom and doom about your best friend and be like, you know what? I actually think it's over for you. This sucks. Just pull yourself on, offline. You would be like, no, come on. You've got this. You're not quitting. And I want you to talk to yourself like you would your best friend. And if you need help around this, get the help, right? You can find us in 10 different places, our podcast, our schedule a consultation with us at smartdatingacademy.com. There's so many people, talk to Sandy, talk to me. You don't have to do this alone is what I would like to tell you. And if you need, stop relying on people that don't know what they're talking about. Your married friends aren't gonna advise you well. Your family members are too invested in you to maybe give you good advice. Seek the advice of professionals that can help you like you would in any aspect of your life. You wouldn't ask your neighbor who's a lawyer if he could fix your son's broken knee, right? And that's what we do in the dating process. It's really true. I, I People always say, well, well, my friend told me this or that, or they, they, they told me to break up. They didn't really know, or they told me to date this person who's totally not right for me, you know? And it's just, uh, Lori Gottlieb, the therapist calls it uh, idiot, idiot compassion when your friends when your friends give you compassion because they they're just like you're the best you're the you're never the problem and it's not good advice and so going to a professional in any part of your life you would go to a professional like you said to change your interior of your house your to get to get a better profile for your uh, a resume for your job like you would get career advice you would get other advice and people still look at this as oh i can't believe i have to get advice on dating and i have to do this work but it's the most important thing as you said and i love that you said that because it is so thank you bella thank you for coming on the show and for sharing your wisdom today thank you for having me and thanks everybody for listening. If you love our show, please give us a great rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And as always, here's to your last first date. If you are ready to get unstuck, gain new tools, become more empowered, and finally find your last first date, I'd love to talk to you. 
fill out an application to be considered for a complimentary half-hour love breakthrough session at lastfirstdate.com forward slash application. That's lastfirstdate.com forward slash application. I look forward to talking to you soon.